baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Is Grand Avenue in St. Paul just in transition or is it in trouble? It's a question the Pioneer Press raises. Something I think about a lot. I have a good friend who owns his family uh, founded Cafe Latte and Bread and Chocolate. Uh, And so I'm over there a lot to see Bryce and visit Cafe Latte. And so I love Grand Avenue. It is one of the more unique uh, stretches of locally owned kind of commerce mm-hmm. in the cities, right? Certainly in St. Paul, it's the the street, University Avenue yep. and Grand Avenue, and that's pretty much it, right, Laura? I love it, and that's my neighborhood, and I hope it's just in transition because it is scary what it's like right now to me for somebody who loves Grand Avenue. Um, you live right near there. Yeah. And it's there are a lot of closings. A lot, and it looks bad, and it just – I know that there are many factors. There's like an Ohio teachers' union that owns some of those buildings. Right. There's – I don't know. It's it's just something needs to happen, and I'm not sure what. Either you have your Summit Hill Association who's involved. There's just a lot of moving parts. There, there. are a lot, of, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. As is typical of our cities, you end up with 47,000 citizens groups and business associations, exactly. and mm-hmm. everybody needs a hearing and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, I think, that we see this in uptown Minneapolis too, yeah. right? Where both of these neighborhoods sort of coasted for a while with all these national chains who were there. Sure, yep. And the national chains, like, were willing to pay higher rent because it was one store and they wanted the billboard effect, essentially, of being on these busy corridors. But Grand Avenue, in that that teachers' union, they have lost Anthropology, J. Crew, Lululemon, Pottery Barn, those are all national, four national retailers. Mm-hmm. J.W. Hume, which was local, it's sort of different factor, right? Like this is the Leatherworks right. manufacturer that like has been struggling for a decade. Salute, the restaurant. Yep. So all of those owned by this teacher. Tavern on Grand. Oh, yeah. And Salute. then Tavern on Grand right. went yeah. down. So what I can never tell in these scenarios is you say, okay, we could, you could sort of make an excuse for each closing, right? Mm-hmm. All the national retailers, well, you say, like, does that make sense in an urban commercial area? And the charm of the old Grand Avenue was that it didn't have a lot of that national retail. Yes. It was local, locally owned small business owners. Who can't pay the rent. Right, and the rents are so high. That, like, some of these newer buildings demand to make it. Make the investment pay off for the sure. Teachers Union of Ohio. Exactly. Which we don't who we do not care about the they Teachers need, Union of Ohio. No, we don't. And they don't care about us. Mm-mm. I do wonder, and maybe some business owners know this better than you and I, but I don't you feel like sometimes the local landlord who cares about the neighborhood is more willing to like make a deal 
and sure. and understand that the market has shifted. Yes. Rent in 2024 should not be what rent was in 2020. I know. It it's just, just shouldn't. A mess. It's just a mess right now. And I don't but know from, what the solution from is. From their perspective, they're like, well, Jason, why shouldn't it be? Interest rates are higher. Utilities are higher. Insurance is mm-hmm. higher. It is true. All those things are more expensive. What's annoying to residents and to those of us who care about this area is the business reality that some of these business, some of these landlords find it more palatable to just leave it vacant. I know. Than to cut a deal. That's what's so disturbing. And that is it feels depressing. It right? feels depressing yeah. and that does nothing for helping bring in new businesses that might want to give it a shot. Yeah, the Grand Avenue Business Association says, "Look, like there are, there are plenty of businesses that want to be added." And and they said over the last year, 11 new businesses have been added. Half of them are restaurants. Um and some of that is like was it like Sajia? Sajia, yep. And then that, uh, is it Emmett's, Emmett's Public, Public House? House? That has moved into the lower level of, of a brand new apartment building. And I will say that end of Grand is actually quite delightful. We just walked there maybe a couple of weeks ago. We had breakfast at your friend, Justin Sutherland's place. Oh, Big E. Big E's little mm-hmm. breakfast sandwich. Yep. And that new apartment building is beautiful. The Emmett's Public House is nice. It's like down there, it's it's. Looking pretty good, but the kind of the central area of Grand and Victoria right now is yeah. really in trouble. Well, that one building right across from uh, Cafe Latte, yeah, where where it just it's empty. It, yes, and, and it was that, that has J. Crew changed. And Pottery Barn, and it was and, an Ann Taylor Loft. Yeah, and it was a, yeah. There's yeah. I don't know. It is tricky that you know. I think to me, when I think about like what we want in our city, um. Those national retailers don't really do anything for me. Not for certain streets. Like yeah. for your uptown. In the mall, your, you want right, it there. You want them in the mall. Yeah, you want course. them where you can find them. I'm not against them. Like no. I like shopping at those right. places. But the charm of when you can actually walk down a street to shop, yeah. it doesn't really make sense to me either to have a bunch of big national chains. So hard like trying to figure out from the landlord perspective, they're like, well, we built this building. Like how am I supposed to make the financials work? I get work? it. I know. But, uh, like, Uptown's never going to come back. And and I know, like, certainly crime and safety has been a concern both on Grand Avenue and in Uptown. Right. But to me, this is largely, like, a landlord rent issue where it's yeah. like, okay, no one wants to rent these places. Like, lower the price. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I like, wish they would. And yeah. see, just try it. Maybe there's a way to give the landlords a boost if for, they need for it. For you in that neighborhood, like what, what, and I guess this is the challenge, right? Like it's the challenge just that so many of us have shifted our shopping to online. online. Mm-hmm. So if we as a society have decided we're just good, we're, we like the convenience, we like the selection, we're going to shop online. So what do we do with all this space? Yeah, good question. I think we and need I don't to, know. Like, how many yeah. gyms can you build or right. how many yoga studios can you put in? I know. And restra- the restaurants are nice. Like, that's a nice option. It is. Even but do we need shops. more? Do we need more Probably on Grand not, Avenue? But, there are a lot. No. But I also think that, you know, even though we do the bulk of our shopping online, many of us do, there's still something about the charm of a locally owned small business. Yeah, I that agree. You can't beat it. 
And Grand Avenue used to be full of those. And yeah. they have a something called the Grand Meander every early December, which was so fun to just stroll the street, go in and out of these cool, beautiful little shops with unique items, not commercial yeah. stuff that you see everywhere, everywhere else. And the restaurants and the bars and the hot chocolate and the Santa and the reindeer. Like all of that is still so wonderful. Even Grand Old Day came back last year. That's right. Yeah. And that was fun. It was different, but it was really fun to just walk the street again and have people be out. And that's what we need. We need more of yeah. that, but we need places for them to be able to go and shop too. It's really, tr- it's just very tricky. And I think about, I'm like, well, what is my culpability in this? Like, I also like the, not that like single-handedly I'm going to make a difference here, but, but we, we definitely like the convenience of, of the online shopping. Yes. We like the pricing. Yep. Cause going that locally owned place, maybe it's a little more expensive. Right. right. But we also want that unique shopping experience, mm-hmm. but it's like. And certainly, like, Golden Fig seems to be doing pretty Same. well, yes. which, gosh, she's done such an amazing job yeah. there on Grand Avenue. Yeah. And that's a unique place. You can't always get that kind of stuff right. online easily. Right. But, like, you can't do that for every vacancy. No, I know. And and business owners can't afford to, like, have a business that's there for the once a month that you want to go do your, your local right. cute shopping. So. It's tough. I just I look around and we have so much space dedicated to retail. Mm-hmm. And certainly in the cities, we feel it more because the vacancies feel more depressed. Yes, they do. But yes. out in our suburbs, we have all these big box strip malls. We probably overbuilt that stuff. Maybe. We should have more housing and less of these big box parking lots, right. uh, you know, around these giant strip malls. I know. But here we are. And so you're like, I don't know. I don't so, know what you do. Sometimes you're like, do we need to get like the wrecking ball down and start knocking some stuff down and yeah. putting up like that apart, like the apartment building on Grand Avenue? Yeah. Yeah. More multi-use kind of. Yep. I don't know. I don't know either. It's Because we want it to be there, but we don't, we don't use it. Right. So what do you put around those restaurants? One of our textures is like, you got to figure out what compliments restaurants what type yes. of entertaining what type of shopping makes you want to shop after being at a restaurant yeah good point i feel like we need to kind of start from scratch and what that looks like who knows you got to look to the future but you also can't neglect how wonderful the past was yes when yes. It, when it was yes. so vibrant and special it is interesting to me that many of the businesses that are on grand avenue are saying look we're doing fine. So don't feel like Grand Avenue is going to hell because a couple of buildings have a bunch of vacancies or a restaurant that's been open for 35 years like Tavern on Grand. Well, because that's closing doesn't mean like, oh, this corridor is no not viable or True. unsafe or whatever. Exactly. But it does. It's hard not to feel like. Oof. It's just kind of been one after the next. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. We'll figure it out, but like trying to figure whoever cracks the code of what kind of stuff we want, right? Yeah. Like video stores were everywhere and they faded away and then yeah. they were replaced by other stuff. Like what's the next thing? Yeah. Or as I sometimes think, we had too much space for like retail and shopping. Possibly, we, yeah. We need more places for people to live. To live, yes, and to play. Like there needs to be, we might need to look to the younger generation and ask them, what would you go to? What, what would you go what to? What do you want? Where are you going to spend yeah. some money? What would be fun for you? And 
Maybe there's something like, you know, the Pottery in downtown Minneapolis that's such a cool place. Maybe you could bring something like that to Grand that's Avenue. That's a good point. You know? like That seems to be the hottest thing right now, yes. like whether it's the pickleball yep. uh, places or the mini golf or the active bowling or... Axe throwing. Axe throwing. Yep. I saw Dan's pantomime there. Yeah. Yep. And you combine it with a little beer drinking and food and mm-hmm. lots of fun and friends. I mean, there you go. And now you're cooking. Uh, Laura, we, I feel like we figured it out. Well, yes. Of. We've identified the problem as always. <laughs> I don't have the solution. <laughs> yes. I leave that to you guys. Like you guys come up with the solution. One texter saying way too many banks and salad plates. There are so dang many banks opening up. Banks and car washes. Yeah. How many car washes do we need in this area? I know. And I never go to one because I know that it's going to last for about a day and then it's going to be <laughs> gross again. Well, do you make your bed in the morning? Most days I make my bed. Well, what do you do that for? You're just going to get in it. Because it? it delights me when I come home at night to get into a nice, that's, fresh, clean bed. That's how I feel about uh, the car wash. <laughs> I got a car wash this morning. <laughs> but I don't have to pay anything to make my bed. There is that. There is, you know, you need the Dan Cook plan. Dan doesn't have to pay for his car wash either. It's the one nice thing I do for Dan Cook. I don't do another. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I pay. Do you subsidize his car wash? I do. Oh, my gosh. But look how happy he is. It's a small price to pay for Dan's happiness. You know? What do, what do I get? Well, what do you want? Lots. Okay. Well, you tell me what would give you. Look at the glee on Dan's face and you tell me what would do that for you and I'll do it. I'll think about it. I'll do it. Laura, thank you. It's 522 D Rush Hour News headlines coming up in just a minute. We are, I I think you're going to be surprised at which states are being less cautious than the CDC in dealing with COVID now. On-site, at-work daycares. A big one closing down and where Ikea is opening a pop-up. All of that as we continue on Drive Time. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 526, D-Rush Hour News headlines on this January 22nd. And uh, I think you're going to be surprised which states are being less cautious than the CDC requires in dealing with COVID now. Yeah. That's right. California. Here we come. California and Oregon. Oregon, two of the most careful, cautious states during the pandemic, are now easing restrictions for people who test positive. Let's be honest. Isn't it time for this? New York Times reporting that those states are telling infected workers and school children that as long as they have no symptoms, so no coughing, no sore, no symptoms, uh, get at it. Go back to your life. Uh, Some health experts are trepidatious about it. There are, is a surge in cases, according to the uh, wastewater data. But many scientists say, look, COVID has transitioned from a public health crisis into more of a featured virus among an array of respiratory risks. 
Kind of interesting, right? State officials in some states are saying, look, vaccines, antivirals, natural immunity, all of it has reduced the mortality rate of COVID. And so it's time to give more consideration to the societal cost of pandemic uh, restrictions. The chief infection officer for Tufts Medicine Health uh, System in Massachusetts said isolation isn't achieving containment of the virus. So what are we getting from this policy? Oregon broke with the CDC rules in May. California watched what happened in Oregon, said seemed fine. So they changed the rule last week. I've heard zero conversation in Minnesota about changing. We currently just say, here's the federal policy. We don't have our own. Companies with daycares on site, you would think it'd be a key factor in getting people back to work. No. Good. Boy. Yeah. Doesn't it sound fun being in a daycare? Star Tribune reporting that General Mills is shutting down its on-site daycare at the corporate headquarters, effective the end of September, giving people some time to find alternative plans. But they say demand is dropped. It's only a quarter full. General Mills Child Care Center is licensed to handle up to 60 infants. Uh, Company offered that as an emergency backup, too which, oh my gosh, literally the best benefit I had when I worked at Channel 4 is there was an emergency backup service for childcare. So if your kid was, if like if your kid's nanny was sick or your daycare was closed because of something, you could call and they'd send someone to your house. Costs like two bucks an hour. It's amazing. Well, that's that benefits ending too. Pretty interesting as you look at the Twin Cities, and say, who's got employer-sponsored daycare? Best Buy subsidizes backup care for employees. Boston Scientific has Arden Hills site. Hormel is building a child care center near its headquarters in Austin. The Minneapolis Fed counted just 42 employer-sponsored child care providers in Minnesota with a total capacity of 2,700 kids. Just about nothing. Parents, you're pretty much on your own. Original Pioneer Press treasure hunt medallion has turned up 30 years after quietly vanishing. Uh, the treasure hunters are, are a special breed. I mean that with love and with confusion. Jared Goffman reporting uh, that this... The medallion popped up on eBay. Jared emailed us today. He may come on the show later this week because the mystery here is very interesting. So the identities of the clue writers for the treasure hunt, uh, maybe the best kept secret in St. Paul. But Jared wrote that tracking down the life stories of the medallions those writers hid during the early decades of the hunt has been very intractable, very difficult to get to the bottom of it. But there was an original treasure hunt medallion that popped up for sale on eBay. Initial asking price, 66000 bucks. How about that? So very interesting story. Uh, another old school Pioneer Press employee brought her treasure hunt medallion that she had from 50 years ago. She gave it back to the Pioneer Press. Finally, Ikea opening a pop-up at Rosedale Center in Roseville. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal reporting that there are signs near Von Maar on the mall's lower level saying Ikea is planning a pop-up 
It's expected to open in February. Uh, only other Ikea in the Twin Cities is near Mall of America. No details, really, about what, what is the theme. Every year they have different themes for pop-ups. So we'll see. Something to watch out there at Rosedale. 532, that's the D-Rush Hour news headlines. So much going on in the sports world this weekend. So much to talk about with Dave Schwartz. Next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 